0: pig organs revived from the dead, stunning researchers. And what's Nancy Pelosi doing? I mean, what's Nancy Pelosi really doing over there with her Taiwan trip? I don't know, but let's talk about it. You're listening to Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. On this day, today, August 4th, well, not August 4th, 2022, but August 4th, 1914, President Woodrow Wilson did something that today would be unthinkable. He proclaimed the neutrality of the United States when it comes to World War I, a position that the vast majority of Americans at the time favored. Now, Wilson expressed his hope that America could be impartial in thought as well as action at the time, the kind of thing that if one expressed today, they'd likely be called a racist or a Nazi. Now, we all know that that neutrality didn't take The British Wellington House, the wartime propaganda bureau over there, made sure that the U.S. would not stay neutral by sending their army of sirs and lords over here to cozy up to American intellectuals, politicians, and celebrities so that they could propagandize them into helping transform the country from a neutral state to one that was hungry for war, hungry to fight on the side of their British allies. I talked about that in a couple of shows about a month ago or so. I'll see if I can find the link. If not, I'll find it later on and put it in. And not to say that Woodrow Wilson meant what he said, by the way. I'm not buying into that by any means. I'm sure that he already had some sort of workings going on. I don't know that any president that proclaims peace means it. Probably very few of them do. So I thought this was a little interesting piece of history on this day because, you know, back then we had proclamations of staying out of war, even if they weren't necessarily genuine. Today, or yesterday, rather, we have actions that seemed to be provoking war so our government has gone from pretending to be neutral prior to world war 1 to actively provoking world war 3 and obviously i'm talking about nancy pelosi's trip to taiwan and that is not what is only provoking world war 3 our proxy war with russia is really what is this whole thing here with pelosi is a bit strange it's one of those things where you can see republicans hesitate and begrudgingly say Pelosi's doing a good job and they're just they're straining they have blood vessels popping from their head but I don't buy any of this it's all so very strange and I'm not going to pretend to know all the psychological warfare aspects of this little trip here that are going on because I don't there could be tons of them I'm sure there are tons of them but like on the one hand, you know, it's great. This is this is what they say. It's great that we're showing solidarity with Taiwan. This is what one side says. And we're defending Taiwan and their democracy, which I shouldn't laugh at that. But it's just funny to me that that's a talking point because I don't believe that at all. And then on the other hand, we have like, oh, no, it's going to trigger World War Three, which I also don't really believe that this is going to be a trigger of World War Three. They do have China surrounding Taiwan and and claiming to have missiles that, that it struck. I just saw a headline. I need to read more about that before I talk about that, actually. But it just all seems a little stage play to me, you know? Just like it's a really bad made-for-TV movie is kind of what it feels like. I know that it's not. I know that it is real in consequence anyway. Not that I think that what we're seeing on television is actually genuine or authentic. I know that what they're showing us isn't really real, so to speak. It's all photo ops and propaganda lines designed to have some belief and behavioral impact on the target audience. Whatever that impact may be, I don't know. I don't know what they're shooting for there. There's also the thought that she's up for re-election, you know, and she's doing this so she can went over some republican voters i don't know that she needs that i don't know if she's actually i mean she's 82 years old right there must not be very many good candidates out there running against her if she continues to win despite the fact that she's 82 years old not ageist or anything i think if we've learned anything over the past 10 years it's that once you hit 70 man you're just getting started look how much fun all these people in congress and people running for president you know they look like they're having a great time i think that's awesome I think it should be an inspiring thing. I'm serious about that. Even though a lot of these people are super corrupt, I think it does show that you can maintain some vigor and you can continue to live a full life even at an advanced age. I think that that is kind of awesome, although I don't like how corrupt some of these people are, like Pelosi. And I don't know how she continues to win. I don't know what the landscape is out there in her district. But I don't even know if her age matters because, I mean, the way they photograph her and present her in the news, you wouldn't even really know what her age is because all they focus on is her breast. I mean, that's what every still photo you see of her focuses on. Do you notice that? Nancy Pelosi, if she's in the news, they're focusing on her breast. Like, her head is kind of, like, pushed into the corner, and you can hardly see it, maybe even pixelated, while, boom, center of the frame is always going to be Pelosi's breast. Her 82-year-old breast, I will remind people, which they probably forget, but, you know, people will, they'll forget about her age. They'll just be like, oh, wow. She she stood up for Taiwan, and she's got those boobs, and then they'll vote for her because of the way they present her and strangely, strangely sexualize her. It's a little weird, but that's what they are. They're a little, well, they're a lot weird, actually. They're a lot weird. Anyway, back to China. China. Like I said, it seems like a bad television drama. Like, they're all playing their roles as they've been assigned, but they're phoning it in. It's like it's a 12th season of a show that everyone stopped watching after season six when they lost interest. That's what it seems like to me. It seems like they're just going through the motions. It's weird, man. Again, do I think this is going to start World War 3 I'm not sure that World War 3 hasn't already started. I don't know that we're going to know when World War III starts. I don't know if it's going to be some clear thing. I think we look back at history and we see these things that we've been told are when a war started or when this ended or when that began – and it seems like it's all clean cut. I, I don't think it's going to be like that at all, especially in this modern day and time. And I don't think people back when World War I started, I don't think the day that Ferdinand or whatever his name is got shot, everybody went, World War Three has begun. I don't think there are official announcements for this stuff. I think Russia might already consider itself in World War Three against NATO. And also, World War Three is not going to look anything like World War One. The photos of future people that we see from World War III aren't going to be like the ones from World War I and II, where it's like soldiers on the battlefield in a foxhole. They're going to be photos of people losing their minds after the enemy has cut off their internet for 24 hours, and their country has just been without it. And also the other effects of when a smart grid goes down. You know, I'm being sarcastic, but you know what I mean. There will be way different, the war will, And some aspects of it we might not so easily recognize as war when we see it. Like information war, for example. There's no doubt that we are waging or we're in the middle of an information war right now. I mean, we are just right in the middle of it and we are just being ambushed on all sides. It's happening. It's always happened. But right now it's happening at a historic level. But here's my thoughts on World War III. Its designers don't intend for America to be a superpower once it's over. Now, maybe that happens without a full-fledged war. Maybe we just acquiesce, which I think we see Biden doing quite a bit of, but the idea is to reshape the power structures of the world and have America take a step back. It's right there in the Great Reset material, and you see these globalists talking about it in all of the books that they write. We will still be powerful, but things will be more evenly spread out with China emerging and NATO's role expanding, yada, yada, yada. That's at least what they talk about. There's other aspects of it they talk about as well, but... America is not intended to emerge the same way that we did after World War II as a great superpower. I think Nancy Pelosi's little trip here, if anything, maybe it was conjured up to be a symbolic moment to point to for history. That's what they're doing the January 6th committee hearings for, partially anyway, is to have a recorded history about what happened. Maybe this is some sort of grand demonstration that Pelosi gets to take as a golden parachute on her retirement, even though she's probably going to win again and get a few more years. But where she can go down in the history books as some sort of symbolic thing that triggered this war. I don't know. I don't think it's actually doing anything that surprises anybody. I don't think China is surprised by this. I don't think Taiwan is, and I don't think we are. The whole thing is, like I said, it seems very badly scripted, but very obviously scripted to me. And I will say this, that the United States did not get into World War One, wrapping back around to the beginning here, because Franz Ferdinand was shot and assassinated. That is not why America entered the war. We entered the war after being subjected to a long propaganda campaign from the UK, from the British, and then from our own propaganda agency, the Committee on Public Information. They turned what was a neutral country, we did not want to go into the war, into a war-hungry country, and they used propaganda lies to do it, and Edward Bernays brags about it in his books, as do some of these other propagandists. They made up stories, and they admit that they made up stories, and they made up lies, and they made up atrocities, because they were trying to get us hungry for war. They were trying to make us think that, as I'm talking about World War I, they were trying to make us think that this was an evil that we had to stand up against. And after the war was over, these lies were discovered. And a lot of Americans were very upset about it. They revolted against propaganda. I've talked about all this before. I won't continue going into it. But it was not that shot fired at Franz Ferdinand that got us into the war. It was a large-scale propaganda operation that was specifically targeted to gain our support for the war. So when we see stories like this where they talk about what Pelosi's doing or what anybody's doing and what it's going to cause, I think that it is helpful to remember that it wasn't the shot. It's never the shot. It's never the act that they do that causes the war. It is the propaganda surrounding it that is then drilled into our heads That ultimately wins our support for the war, one way or another. Okay, with that said, let's talk a little bit about something that is loosely, or maybe not so loosely, tied to China. Hunter Biden, everybody's favorite subject, of course. Apparently, Hunter Biden was involved in a 2018 project by Burisma Holdings to export grain from Ukraine to China. This is shown on a document from his abandoned laptop. Why is this stuff continue to leak out in such a slow fashion? The whole drip, drip, drip. I get it. They're going to drip it out until the 2022 midterms, maybe 2024. Who knows? But it seems like they're slowly burying all of this to me. They say that they're going to be deciding whether or not they're going to prosecute or whatever here in the near future. I don't know. They're either going to use this as part of the, the reason why they get Biden out And bring in. I guess they're going to bring Kamala in after the midterms. But either Biden's time is very short, and I think it is. And Hunter is one of the reasons they're going to use to get him out of there. But I don't even know if they need to use him. I feel like maybe they're dripping this information out to bury it as well. We'll see. We'll see if he gets held accountable. I do think that the media could get themselves a win and do their whole trust-building exercise by actually exposing Hunter, even though he's been exposed many times himself, actually. He exposes himself on a regular basis every time he sees a camera. The guy, don't pull out a camera anywhere in the vicinity of Hunter Biden because the pants will come down and his you know, his little guy down there come come out waving at your camera. You don't want that. He can't help himself. I'll go back to the story. Hunter's signature was among those on a Burisma board resolution dated July 27th, 2018. And this might be my favorite part of the story. It's the most hilarious to me anyway. It says that former CIA agent or CIA officer, Joseph Koffer Black, a fellow Burisma board member, was also among those who signed off on the project the document shows. <laughs> of course, there's a former CIA agent who is also on that board member and signing off on this. It's his handler. It's almost no doubt his handler, or at least one of the many handlers he has. The article goes on to say that there is no further mention of the project on Hunter's laptop, and it wasn't immediately clear if the grain was ever shipped. And then, according to documents on the laptop, President Biden met with at least a dozen of Hunter's business partners. This is a little bit older news, including in China when he flew with his son to Beijing aboard Air Force Two in 2013 and that the purpose of Biden's trip was an official vice president visit with the newly elevated President Xi Jinping. Biden has been accused of going soft on China amid his son's outgoing scandals, and more recently, ahead of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. The president had urged Pelosi to cancel the trip last month, insisting that the military thinks it's not a good idea right now. Biden's stance sparked immediate backlash, and even Republican members of Congress responded by rallying behind Pelosi. Of course they rallied behind Pelosi. She put them in a position to where they—that's how you kind of mess with the other side, is you do the thing that you know that they have to support, and she did that for whatever reasons, I don't know. Anyway, just casual news here that Hunter Biden and a CIA agent signed off on a Burisma Holdings project to export grain from Ukraine to China. Nothing to see here. Former CIA agent, I should clarify. Former. Okay, moving on. Before we get to the final story of the free portion of the show, which is going to be about pig cells being revived from the dead and what it could mean for humans, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the Drive Time News Blast XR, which is, Going to be three more tactics from this authoritarian playbook that I discussed in the previous show on the Drive Time News Blast XR. Really interesting stuff. It's a book that has been re- recently published by a group that says that they are not partisan at all. I think that you'll have your views on that once you hear some of the material. And they put out this playbook that. It wants journalists and us to use to to evaluate so that we recognize when authoritarianism is happening to us, you know. So it's very resourceful in that, right? And definitely some interesting stuff in there. So that will be in the DMBXR. What we're going to be going through. If you want to get access to that, you can go to Patreon.com/PropagandaReport and subscribe there today. I also remove all of the ads from the shows on Patreon, so you not only get that exclusive content, you also get this show ad-free, plus that exclusive content. So again, check that out, patreon.com slash Report. Subscribe today. All right, so there's an interesting story here. Headline is, scientists reanimate dead cells in pigs, a potential breakthrough for organ transplants. Subheadline: new research challenges the idea that the beginning of cell death is irreversible though bioethicists say it also poses significant questions. Again, I'm just going to give you the information on this story here. I'm not sure what to think of it myself yet. Here's what it says. Researchers at Yale University used new technology to restore cells in some organs of pigs that had just died, bringing the animal's cells back to function. The findings, which were published in the scientific journal Nature, raise profound ethical questions about how medicine defines death, but also teases new possibilities for the collection of human organs for transplant. That's interesting. They say the research is very early still. It's experimental, and it's many years away from potential human use, at least so they tell us. It could ultimately help extend the lives of people whose hearts stop beating or who have suffered a stroke, The technology shows potential to dramatically shift how organs are collected for transplant and increase their availability to patients in need. And then they describe the workings a little bit of what happens, I guess, when people die. They say when the heart stops beating, blood flow is cut off from the body in a process called ischemia and a cascade of biochemical effects begin. Oxygen and nutrients are cut off from tissue, cells begin to die, it's a path towards death that causes damage that scientists have considered irreversible. They say this new research challenges that idea. Here's what one of the doctors involved, a uh, professor of neuroscience, Dr. Ninad Sestan, said. This is someone who's from the Yale School of Medicine. The demise of cells can be halted. We restored some functions of cells across multiple organs that should have been dead. The Yale researchers accomplished this by constructing a system of pumps, sensors, and tubing that connects to pig arteries. They also developed a formula with 13 medical drugs that can be mixed with blood and then pumped into the animal's cardiovascular systems. The research builds on previous work at Yale, which demonstrated that some damage to brain cells could be reversible after blood flow was cut off. Yale has filed a patent for the new technology, but is making its methods and protocols freely available for academic or nonprofit use the study says. You know, you hear stuff like this and it can be intriguing for sure. This is actually the type of stuff that I used to research when I was researching what my mom had is the reversal of certain cell death in the body because that, you know, the cells die in certain parts of the body and that definitely it affects what your body can and cannot do. And obviously you wonder about what the ulterior motives of this stuff could be, how it could be used in negative ways that potentially we don't think of, but there are positives and there are negatives to some of the stuff that they come out with. We just hope that the positive aspects of it are maximized while the negative stuff is minimized. Here's how they conducted the research, which is a bit disturbing to say the least. So this might not be for the faint of heart. It's definitely not easy to think about for sure. They say to evaluate how well the new system called Organ X works, the researchers caused heart attacks in pigs that had been put under anesthesia. The pigs were dead for an hour, and the researchers cooled their bodies and used neural inhibitors to ensure the animals did not regain consciousness during subsequent experiments. I mean, that in and of itself tells you that they anticipated that the pigs could come back to life, in my opinion. It goes on to say that then the researchers began to use the Organ X system, They compared its performance against ECMO, which is a life support technology used in hospitals today in which a machine oxygenates blood and circulates it throughout the body. The OrganX system restored circulation and prompted the repair of damaged cells. For example, they say the scientists saw heart cells contract and electrical activity return. Other organs, including kidneys, also showed improvements, the study says. The pigs treated with the OrganX system... Startled researchers. During experimentation, the dead pigs' heads and necks moved under their own power. The animals remained under heavy anesthesia. One of the, or the doctor, Seston said, We can say that animals were not conscious during these moments, and we don't have enough information to speculate why they moved. I mean, that's what they want to say. They want to say they weren't conscious during these moments. The researchers do view the neck jerk as an indication that some muscle function was restored after death. The Organ X research is a single study in a laboratory setting in which researchers had total control over the circumstances of the pig's death and treatment. Even so, the early results open up possibilities that would have seemed like science fiction years ago. And listen to this. This is from the publication itself in Nature, where the journal was published or the article was published, the findings. It says that the study also further emphasizes that death is not a moment, but a process, making it challenging to come up with a uniform way to declare a person dead. That means that the legal definition of death will continue to adapt as medicine continues to advance. People tend to focus on brain death, but there's not much consensus on what cardiac or when cardiac death occurs. This paper brings that home in an important way. Whoa. I don't know, man. That is an intriguing story there. A lot of this research I think that we're just not privy to, which makes me wonder what else they've done that we are unaware of, if this is actually being put in a publication that we can all have access to. There's that whole theory that they're like 50 years ahead of us when it comes to technology. But wow. So we have the idea right now, or the controversy right now of when someone is a person when it comes to the abortion fight you know and now we have a publication like this where it's putting into question of when someone is actually dead all right there's a lot to process there in that story and there's some threads that I want to pull to research it's definitely intriguing to say the least when it comes to the way they are experimenting on pigs there i know they do these types of experiment- experimentations on animals every time i hear it is kind of jarring to me i know it happens and I know they find scientific advancement through it. I definitely don't like it. I, I don't, it just if, if I feel here in this case anyway, that some of the pigs could have actually come back to life. Or I don't know. I don't know what they would have been if it would have been like pet cemetery going on here. I have no idea. I mean, there's no telling what would happen after that. And I wonder if they actually did let some of them kind of come back to life to see what would happen. I can't imagine they, they wouldn't. If you're a scientist and you're truly experimenting these things, they're probably going to let a few of them. Come back to life. They're probably not going to put them under general anesthesia or whatever. Because if they're scientists, then they're going to carry this out. This, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is some science fiction stuff for real. I'm going to keep track of stories like this. And if you want to find other stuff like this, by the way, go to, I think it's nature.com. Let me check the website. N-A-T-U-R-E.com, I believe, is the the publication. And they have... Just some really crazy stuff that they research all the time and, pu- and stuff that they, they publish. Like, here's another headline from their website right now. Hybrid brains, the ethics of transplanting human neurons into animals. What the F? Oh, my. Like, I just read that cold. Wow. And that was published yesterday also. Unbelievable. I'm going to have to read into that one as well. That's crazy. That's a crazy headline anyway. All right, on that note, on that little bombshell there of a headline, a little teaser for tomorrow, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you all for listening. If you do want access to the exclusive content, that Patreon content, that... If you are a subscriber, you will continue hearing right after this. If you want to get access to that, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there today. You not only get the exclusive content, you also get the DMB, you get it ad-free, and you also get access to all of the previous DMB XRs that have been previously uploaded. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.